Welcome to Ape TV on Spotify. I'm your host, Chimp and Chip, the genius ape of BSC. With me today is Asif from Polygon. Asif, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Chimpin. Um, yeah, pleased to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. So happy to have you in uh, to introduce our, our apes because we have a lot of BSC apes that don't have a ton of familiarity with Polygon. So really excited to introduce them to the platform. Um, so on that note, Polygon is, is, is a very, very large, very, very encompassing project with so many different builders and so much activity. So let's kind of start at like the ground level. So Polygon is a protocol and framework for building and connecting Ethereum compatible blockchain networks. So in layman terms, can you, can you talk to me about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So with, with the current, I'll start with the rebranding itself because that sets the Polygon story. Okay. Uh, before that, we were labeled as Matic where we had uh, this uh, solution initially come out. Uh, the Plasma solution for scaling Ethereum. Uh, so back in the day, uh, that is around bull run, uh, the last bull run. Our co-founders were really, really active in the Ethereum research uh, domain uh, and all the contributors. So that is how we started the journey of scaling Ethereum. But Plasma had its fair share of limitations, if you may say. That is when we, we pivoted to another approach uh, that would be our current solution, uh, that is Polygon Proof of Stake Chain, which is currently up and running. Uh, it's it's battery tested. Uh, it's been live for around around one year, and with with the recent rebranding to Polygon, uh, we felt that uh, Ethereum uh, is 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 such a big piece of infrastructure. It's going to be so huge in in the future uh, that developers should have this right to multiple approaches to scaling. So whether uh, if they want to use a POS chain, uh, a commit chain, their own chain, or they want to use rollups, whether optimistic or ZK. So Polygon as, as a scaling solution aggregator wants to become that go-to place where developers just end up and use one of the solutions as needed by their application. And yeah, this, this is how we intend to grow our whole work foundation ethereum ecosystem oh perfect and so for the unfamiliar you know the scaling solutions have always been somewhat of a challenge for ethereum uh going back to before you know 2017 and people looked ahead and saw it and so plasma was was an option but the polygon team didn't think it was going to be sufficient and i think for the most part no one really did um so then that spurred you guys to develop a real scaling solution that could facilitate more transactions and more activity while still maintaining that connection to Ethereum. Does, it, does that sound like a good summation? Yeah, yeah, that that would be exactly correct. Uh, because because a lot of people they they label us as as this side chain rather than Ethereum scaling solution. Uh, but but uh, I wouldn't say exactly uh, that that it is correct because all our staking contracts uh, those are hosted on ethereum 
and and basically if ethereum doesn't exist our proof of stake chain <laughs> which is seeing this this level of activity and this level of tap deployments it also doesn't exist so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that so that that definitely isn't its own like independent entity. And you you talked about the smart contracts being deployed on Ethereum. So what you're saying is it sounds like Polygon is kind of a sandbox and it's tethered to the Ethereum blockchain via these smart contracts, but the transactions are happening on Polygon itself. Does does that sound correct? Yes, yes. Uh, that that would exactly be correct. So if, if you want, I can, I can talk more about the architecture side, uh, as well. To, yeah, to love, just, well just... yeah, I would love to hear it. I don't know if the listeners, but, but personally, I, yeah, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just feel that uh, all the users of the chain must, must have, have this idea of how, how blockchain runs. So they are aware of the trust assumptions and those kind of things. Because mm-hmm. that that makes things a lot easier for the users. So just just to give uh, an overview of the architecture of the Polygon POS chain. So our staking contracts are hosted on Ethereum, and for our, our proof of stake chain. So essentially, there are two layers uh, in that. So one is uh, this Bohr uh, layer, and second would be Heimdall layer. So the Bohr chain is basically the block producer layer and Heimdall layer would be the one that is sort of aggregator of these blocks, these transactions, and then it pushes to Ethereum. So the way it works, uh, so currently we have around 100 validators. Upon validators also, we we intend to increase the number of validators uh, to improve the decentralization. And, and we are figuring out ways for that as well. Uh, so when when a transaction is put into a mempool, uh, firstly, a committee of validators is chosen from the pool of 100 validators. Uh, this committee is chosen for a certain amount of time, which we label as PAN. These, this committee is, is uh, chosen randomly. Uh, there's a function for that. And it, it does depend on the amount staked so if if uh, the amount staked by a validator is really high so the probability of it being chosen in the committee in a span uh, that increases so randomly these validators are chosen uh, their their job is to is to uh, make sure that transactions go through and they they actually produce the blocks after the committee produces the blocks, all the other validators, which were not part of the span, they jump in and, and uh, the consensus we use is a tendermint consensus. Our chain is built upon tendermint consensus. So once, once that is done, uh, the blocks are now passed on to the Heimdall layer. This Heimdall layer uh, aggregates the blocks and the transactions in a form of a Merkle tree. And this Merkle tree is finally pushed to the Ethereum side of things. So yeah. this is how how a transaction, one transaction works on Polygon POS chain. Hope it makes things clear. 
Oh yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely, it, it clears it up um, and it really highlights how complex this process is. Um, you know, this isn't, this is, is far more, <clears throat> what can you say, involved, right? The, so the transactions that are taking place, there's many different activities working behind the scenes to facilitate it. So no, that's, thank you. For, I appreciate the breakdown and, and hopefully um, people can digest it a bit. And I would say that, you know, you had talked about tenderment. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with consensus algorithms and these types of things like research into this, uh, look specifically at tenderment. This is really interesting stuff. Uh, it'll kind of help. It may help to kind of like clear, clear things up too. Um, so no, that's great. So we have a good idea of like the validators, what they're doing and the contracts. And, and, and so, no, I appreciate that breakdown. Um, Polygon's huge. Uh, you're talking about $6.7 billion market cap for the token, uh, 7.4 million transactions per day. And then 660,000 wallets. So this is big. And it's, it's having a lot of activity. So I'd like to know how, when you guys set out to create this solution and where we are now, have we exceeded your expectations? Have we met them? Is there still a lot of work to do? Like, where, where, how do you guys feel about it? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so... Upon that, to be to be honest, uh, these these past three four months have been really surreal for us, for every mm. every one of us, uh, because we we knew that there was a need of uh, such thing with such high gas fees on Ethereum. Uh, the users, new users, uh, also protocols built this, but maybe we we didn't anticipate that. Uh, it would be so explosive in nature. Mm. Uh, we we may have me we may have underestimated this part. <laughs> but 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 if you ask us on on a on a long term horizon, uh, we we do feel that we have still got a long way to go. Uh, even even from from the things we have achieved till now lot of lot of uh, territories are uncharted um, mm. and and a on a long term horizon scale i i guess we would say that with this explosive growth we are on the right track yeah perfect. yeah perfect and you know it's it's not to the the level that that you guys have had but that feeling of whoa, whoa oh my god like what's going on you know it's it's very familiar for us apes too so I was going to ask, is it, was there a certain flashpoint or a certain moment where you guys were like, whoa, <laughs> this is huge. This is, this is going to be crazy. Was there like one, one particular moment that stands out where everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so upon that, uh, so when, when we started this whole journey, we had one, one simple thesis that DeFi is what it is because of composability, right? So on Ethereum or even on BSC, you have got these different DeFi primitives. Uh, so on the money market side, you've got Aave, you've got Compound, Cream. On the BSC side, you've got Venus. Uh, and second most important uh, sort of DeFi primitive would be Dexes. So it would mm. be Uniswap, Pancake, Balancer, Kyber curve, 
these kind of things so the idea was to to somehow create a composable ecosystem because that that creates this whole sort of chain of protocols that can build upon them so ave a certain ave can be used by many other protocols uh, a certain dex may be used by many other protocols they may be using it for for their own token liquidity or some lp mining these kind of things auto compounders may use it yield strategies may use it uh, so this was the idea and this is also one big reason uh, why we started lm campaign on ave mm. because we just felt that that one big money market would be really fundamental for a defi ecosystem to grow Mm-hmm. so in terms of that one moment i would say it would be high traction on ave so i i remember uh, we we crossed around 4 billion on the money market uh, one one fine day in in i guess april or may this this was the one particular moment for at least me when i felt oh my god uh, now yeah. now things are happening <laughs> and, and awesome. after that things started flowing into other ecosystems other protocols and yeah it it has been great that's perfect um and yeah i mean s- seeing that level of volume on something like ave that would definitely be a whoa <laughs> a whoa type yeah <laughs> um so apeswap was very fortunate to work directly with polygon to help facilitate the move over And so I wanted to ask you, you know, how has this reception been for having a, you know, because there there have been quite a few BSC projects that have moved over to Polygon. Um so how is the reception for ApeSwap and potentially even the greater BSC projects that have moved over? How has the reception been for the old school Polygon people? Yeah, yeah. Upon that though, I would also like to talk about ApeSwap uh on bsc i i do remember uh, the the release of apeswap on bsc and was proudly one of the first apes to ape in oh nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so that was one one that was also one big moment for for me uh, because that showed the potential of scaling so even even though mm-hmm. BSC has this another approach uh, with with their whole brand image uh, or their thesis but but it just showed that when gas fees is low lot of people can jump in mm-hmm. and i remember the early days of apesop when when there was almost cult like activity on the <laughs> telegram chat yeah uh, and and there's this this famous tweet by andrew kang from mechanism capital that whenever i see protocols that have cults i increase my positions <laughs> so this is also what i did yeah nice <laughs> and and worked out pretty well so so this this is one one sort of behavior we found in in the people who were using bsc interacting with bsc protocols is that there was uh, some sense of a community there we strongly felt this for apesop and this was one big reason that we felt that 
these protocols should also uh, use polygon uh, and and their community also gets a chance to to interact with some of the protocols that uh, were not on bsc so these would be ethereum protocols like ave or curve uh, balancer so yeah it, it was more towards bringing all these different cults together or communities <laughs> yeah. if you may be polite uh, and and yeah on the bsc side i i would say that reception has been really great uh, because one one thing initially we saw with the bsc projects is people used to almost uh, come up with this sort of elation that wow uh, on bsc i was paying fees of like 0.5 dollar uh, something like that on polygon it's virtually zero mm-hmm. so yeah. that also made us aware that uh, that this this is the level of scaling defi needs and this is the level of people that are willing to engage with defi if just the cost to barrier is is lowered somehow perfect yeah well thank you for that answer and going back to the the early early days of ape swap those 40 banana per block that were coming out before the first few havings like those were really really nice and uh you know it was it was crazy uh, the first like 7 to 10 days of ape swap like the community formation and so forth oh man we'll never experience it again obviously <laughs> But oh, it was so fun, and, and and everybody was just having a blast and having a good time and supporting each other and enjoying, it. and it, it really it left right, uh, myself included, and you right. So it, it had it had a very very uh, very large effect on, on the project's direction and and how we kind of built our foundation. So those were very fun, very critical times for us early apes. Um, kind of, kind of fun to reflect back on it now, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, what also, lies ahead? Oh, go ahead. So, also one one really sort of different uh, defense I felt with ApeSwap is that you people have somehow been able to create these these new products or sort of partnerships with these other protocols, uh, pushing them ahead this this was also really well received by mm. the community and and would say it's pretty instrumental for a protocol if if it wants to survive in this game right so, yeah right yeah you won't you will not succeed in crypto alone you yeah won't. yeah okay um so good luck to anybody who tries <laughs> so lo- looking ahead um there, there's so much more in store for polygon um, and I wanted to kind of touch on some of the bigger, bigger concepts that I see coming ahead. So one of the ones that stuck out were ZK rollups. And I was hoping you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So do you want me to talk about the underlying tech as well or, or Polygon's oh, approach? Oh, no, just the just kind of the jet, what it is and, and how it's going to benefit users. We don't need to get too heavy into it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So ZK Rollups is is one of the scaling solutions that intends to solve this gas problem for Ethereum. Uh, in terms of transactions, ZK Rollups 
promise really high transactions uh they would they some of them even promised like 100x improvements on the current mm. uh, current transactions per second so the way zk rollups work is is there is an off chain settlement layer so transactions take place on that off chain layer and they are bundled in form of uh, fraud proofs if you may uh, label them as called zk snarks there's a different cryptography behind them and then they the fraud proofs are pushed to ethereum uh, so the relayer for zk rollups that is uh, centralized if you may say but the cryptography beneath it that makes sure that uh, there is no malicious activity happening uh, behind the hood perfect hope perfect. it makes things clear yeah no absolutely does um and so now one of the other ones that i saw was the shared security chains um what's the story with those because it sounds kind of kind of interesting yeah so when we envisioned this uh, this future if if you go to our website there's this branding of ethereum's internet of blockchain so the idea behind that is we believe that ethereum will be will be the biggest blockchain if if you may say because it has just got so so many developers such network effects such a lead on some of the other layer ones sure but it needs uh, this this scaling and and if you talk about some of the applications that may not be defi so let's say you talk about gaming or nfts or or some other use cases which may require somewhat lesser decentralization or lesser security so they may benefit from a shared security chain sort of architecture so their architecture can be pretty much one of the approaches here can be the current polygon pos chain so the developers they can set up their own proof of stake chains maybe have their own token or something like that and then tether it to ethereum the mother chain so it would work similar to the bore and heimdall layers i talked about earlier mm-hmm. or they may create a entirely different uh sort of they may use different consensus mechanisms for that as well which will we which we will be incorporating in our sdk so mm-hmm. this is the idea behind shared security chains tethered to this mother chain ethereum interesting so you guys will basically be leasing out security um so if you have something that isn't isn't that doesn't require the the security of ethereum like a nft type uh project you could actually lease that security out without actually being on the base layer is that am i understanding it correctly yeah partly so there okay. can be like two or three approaches for that either use our set of validators the current set or set up your own validators mm. but yeah 
cool. <laughs> that sounds really cool. And I, I imagine there will be a lot of projects that would take you up on that offer. Um, you know, one of the things that we've seen recently on BSC is crypto blades has become incredibly popular and, but all of the transactions are on chain. Right. And so there might be, <laughs> there might be a way to, you know, like, either through the shared security chains or even potentially the ZK rollups to like take most of that transacting, get it off chain. So it doesn't clog things up, but it still maintains that same security. So that's very cool. Very inventive. Yeah. In fact, in fact, upon that, there already is, is a sports betting platform called Sportex. Mm. They'll be using Polygon SDK to uh, create their own chain because they, they just felt, the same issue that BSC is facing in terms of gaming is that mm-hmm. gas fee in long term may always increase, right? Yep. But for uh, a sports betting platform, the developer may not want this, right? right. So they figured out that from day one, uh, we, we should set up our own chain uh, and then move forward. And this is something we feel that for different use cases, we may see a lot of chains come up. Gotcha. That's cool. So then uh, you got any, like anything up your sleeve or any sneak sneak peeks for anything that isn't uh, stated that you'd like to share? On the DeFi side? On whatever side you like. Uh, yeah. So upon uh, DeFi side, uh, we are also working really closely uh, with Compound. Mm. Uh, and and that would be really big for for uh, both communities. So uh, I guess we'll we'll probably <laughs> hear more on that in coming weeks. I mean, compound on Polygon sounds pretty cool. Yeah, they, they are taking a bit different approach, uh, different than Aave. Uh, but uh, yeah, excited for it. Sweet. So, okay. So that's kind of the polygon scene. Um, and it's, thank you for the description, all that. And so now let's kind of, let's kind of like look ahead and look to the, the current state and then the future state. So polygon was born to uh, scale Ethereum, right? And so we have the things like the ZK rollups coming out and then the shared security chain, which would also reduce transactions on Polygon. But how, with, with the rise of Polygon, it, and it just shot right up, like you said, and you had that aha moment around April or May, how are you guys feeling about the scaling solution itself, right? Like, how, how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling good about it? Do you feel like there's some things that need improvement? Um, do you feel like it's poor? Uh, where are you at with it? Uh, so here we are talking about the Polygon POS chain. Yeah, yeah, the actual the scaling mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one one big issue that has been raised raised by the community as well uh, would be would be the uh, multisig issue. Uh, so. In terms of that, I feel that we we should improve that, and and we are actually working to improve upon that, bring a more robust uh, setup for that. It's just that uh, since our solution was new and there was a certain amount of 
battle testing we needed uh, uh, so that is why there was this this level of centralization this was practiced by us up to now uh, because because in case if if anything happens we we may want uh, that centralization to just just move fast and figure out figure out problems so this this would be one one sort of challenge we we would definitely like to improve upon upon the pos chain particularly i think i think it has really held well in terms of scaling the transactions keep on rising day by day mm-hmm. the number of users keep rising day by day we are every day we are seeing higher lows and higher highs uh, and and the community feedback has also been great uh, there have been some issues on the rpc side uh, but upon that we are also now actively working uh, for a technical solution upon that a more hard a brute sort of solution on that would be directly scaling the rpc limits which also we have done mm-hmm. as a matter of fact so this this should really help uh, with the rpc issues but but uh, more so on the dynamic rpc load balancing we are working upon it uh, and and may release in coming weeks uh, this will really help with the rpc issues that some of our users faced nice nice so <clears throat> we talked about the aha like oh my god wow moment um you know i can say personally uh, being in apeswap we've had a bunch of aha moments and a bunch of punch in the gut moments so <laughs> what was the biggest punch in the gut you guys have seen in the year that you've been around okay that that's a uh hard one yeah uh but upon that if if you ask me personally mm-hmm. uh there was this one protocol on polygon uh, it was a stable coin project uh unfortunately uh, there was a bug in a code and and lot of people uh lost their money on it mm-hmm. uh and the tvl also uh, decreased significantly uh, and there was just 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 so much blood if if you may uh, label it as that so yeah. that was one one bad moment for me personally uh, because because that is something uh, no one wanted because mm-hmm. the devs also didn't rug it was unfortunate that that uh, there was a bug uh, and just just sad watching so many people lose their funds absolutely absolutely and yeah i know that feeling um unfortunately uh, quite well so now i i won't mention the project but, but i have a feeling i know what you're talking about would the invocation of politicians prevent that <laughs> because i know that there were certain people that cried for regulators afterwards so would a us politician a 60 65 year old man with no idea what cryptocurrency is or defi how could they actually prevent something like that so upon that if if you may ask me 
so i i feel that stopping such an event uh, may may not be even possible if if you may say yeah because it's it's just that it it was an algorithmic function it was coded in smart contracts rather than uh, a stable coin being custodial one right so let's say if it's like tether or uh, usdc something like that maybe maybe for those solutions uh, something like that can be worked out by regulators or politicians because because they actually hold a us dollars and then then give you this this stable coin but strictly in in terms of stable coins run by smart contracts uh, I, i fail to see currently how exactly that would work <laughs> yeah no, let's would... say even liquidity which is which is really decentralized they even don't have a front end everything is governed by their smart contracts uh, i just just fail to see how how one would uh, censor liquidity right yeah and i mean it it it's kind of silly and i think it's just an easy cop out to cry for that because um if you if you're in defi and you're on the whole you know do your own research you would know there really aren't a lot of algorithmic stable coins that sustain their pegs right like i don't know of any off the top of my head um there might be yeah, one or I don't two know. <laughs> there might <laughs> there might always be like reminded of the fallen angels esd dsd basis yeah. cash. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean there might there might be one or two that can sustain it for a short period of time, but the precedent in history says that the algorithmic stablecoin will inevitably lose its peg. Now, internally at ApeSwap, we have a few apes who have felt this way for months, right? Um and so I feel like it's just disingenuous and it's just an easy cop out and it reflects a high level of naivete to say that regulators could solve that issue. So um I'm glad we're aligned on that <laughs> because I don't you know th- th- there are very 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 few things in life where invoking a politician or a regulator is benefit right like it, it rarely ends in a positive way so last thing I want to talk about was bridging right because polygon is its own chain its own scaling solution right or it's it's not its own chain you know it's uh Yeah, <laughs> sandbox I guess is the best way to say it. So you you generally have to bring all this stuff in. Um in BSC we're advantageous because Binance does it. Um you know, they they trade the stuff on the back end, they bring it into BSC as a wrapped token and then that's that. And then the peg keeps itself through, you know, the Binance sex trading against uh itself on a untraded on unviewed exchange. So now bridging assets into polygon is a bit more of a challenge. So I wanted to talk to you about that. So can you talk to me about the different bridges and how you guys see the role of bridges in the ecosystem? Yeah, sure. So currently the bridge that is run by us the Polygon Foundation that would be the Polygon POS ETH bridge. So that is those transactions are validated by our own set of validators that would be the 100 validators so from a user point of standpoint it's it's really easy to bridge your funds this 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 ui uh, you just go there connect your metamask wallet 
when you bridge your funds to Ethereum, on the there's a bridge contract hosted on Ethereum, deployed on Ethereum. The assets are logged on the Ethereum side. On that contract, uh, you can monitor that contract on Etherscan. Uh, and on the Polygon side, wrapped versions of those tokens are minted one to one. When the user exits, uh, the wrapped versions are burned on the Polygon POS side and they are released from the bridge contract on the Ethereum side. Uh, a burn transaction is sent on the Ethereum side. Uh, this transaction when received uh, on the Ethereum, a burn transaction is sent from the Polygon side. And when this is received on the Ethereum side, the funds are released. Uh, generally, the withdrawal takes around half hour, uh, one hour, something like that. Uh, and for that, uh, the gas uh, cost is is uh, bared by a Polygon, uh, the proof of burn transaction. All right. Uh, so in terms of bridges, our bridge, I would say, is, is perhaps one of the most decentralized bridges in the whole blockchain space the other bridges have their own set of trust assumptions mm -hmm. but would confidently say that ours have the least uh, if you are trusting our 100 set of validators which have their own economic incentives and uh, the block producer layer has also this randomness built in to ensure uh, that no malicious activity takes place uh if 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 you talk about other bridges per se and the role of bridging in a multi-chain universe i feel that bridges would be one key infrastructure for the whole whole space especially with with the roll-ups that are coming up uh, there's this withdrawal time of around one week which if if you allow me is is really unacceptable mm -hmm. for for a trader and especially for a degen trader yep so in those cases there are also bridges solutions being built so there's this hop protocol which would allow fast exits uh, there's this connects protocol uh, which would allow fast exits maker foundation is also doing some some beautiful things uh, they are also building a fast exit bridge so these pieces of infrastructure become really important uh, because no one wants to wait seven days right uh, either either you say stay on the optimistic side and there is enough enough composability there that you just don't think of bridging your assets uh, or or you need to use these this pieces of infrastructure. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. And it's almost like if you look at like histories of like countries, right? Like in building out the infrastructure, the roads and the bridges that connect the different cities and areas together. It's what we're doing now. And yeah, yeah. like what when it's you're it's almost poetic. It is. It's very, very yeah. poetic because it's happening on a decentralized global scale. And it's mostly driven just by people. 
Um, you know, institutions play a big role on parking funds and those types of things and providing initial funding to bootstrap. But by and large, most of this activity is just driven by regular people. And it's very beautiful. It's very poetic. And I love to see it. Um, because once you have that connectivity and once it's easy to move back and forth between, um, you know, the different chains or, the, you know, the different cities back in the day, that's when the fun really starts to happen. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And so that's why I wanted to talk about bridges because they're just, they're, they're very, very much akin to the infrastructure we need, uh, be it real life or be it in our, our cyber crypto lives. Yeah, yeah. And also one, one important uh, thing bridges also do is they can also act as good, good sources of risk-free yield. So, so whenever bridging takes place, there, there may be a liquidity provider on either side and the user who bridges their funds pays a certain transaction fee, maybe 0.3 because, because we are accustomed to it. Uh, so, so from a yield strategist point of view, opens opens a lot of lot of opportunities for digits to earn risk free yield. <laughs> That's what they like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, perfect to see. If I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all these insights on Polygon. Um, you know, the apes love it. Um, we love we love being involved in the ecosystem, and I think that this episode will air. Um, probably near the announcement, but I believe we're going to actually try to get, we're going to put another banana per block up as a governance proposal to allocate the polygon. Um, and that would be more reflective of like the ratios of like TVL and trading volume. And so, you know, we're definitely committed and we love being over there and it's just, it's been a pleasure. It's been a great experience and uh, we really appreciate it all. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely love working with the apes and also love being today here uh, it's it's just beautiful talking with you today because uh, it's 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 nice to talk with someone who who understands uh, these these values or mm-hmm. or understand the beauty of this culture we have built uh, oh, that. yeah yeah man i i love it dude and i wouldn't be anywhere else uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I have the opportunity to, and I choose not to, right? Uh, because th- like, this is what, th- this really gets me going. And I feel exactly the same way. I, I'm fortunate being the host in that I get to have these wonderful conversations with these amazing builders every week. And so I'm glad you feel the same way, Asif. And I would definitely welcome you uh, back for a later appearance or, you know, we do Twitter spaces if you want to come in and and chop it up with our apes, man. You're more than welcome to. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you, apes, so much for your ears and your time. And have a great day.